welcome to The Endurance Project. My name is Chris, aka CJ Media from Instagram and YouTube, and I am your host of this show. And this week, we have a different type of guest. It's not an athlete. It's not a sports nutritionist or a mindset coach. It is a musician and someone I am a huge fan of, someone that I discovered when I started making YouTube videos. And if you've watched my videos, you have no doubt heard his music. His name is Cody Francis, and he is an artist that worked with Epidemic Sound, the group that I use to license my music. He not only creates music for Epidemic Sound, he has a library of music available on Spotify, which I will link to in the show notes. His music has touched many chords with me as I've created my videos, and I thought it would be really cool to get him on the show and talk to him about some of my favorite songs and kind of some of the behind the scenes or what the inspirations were. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did because I had a blast getting to talk to him. But before we jump in the show, I just want to say if you are enjoying the show, please leave me a review on whatever app you are using. It would be greatly appreciated and it will help others start to discover the show. And as always, if you are not a subscriber to my YouTube channel, I would love to have you on there. You can search CJ Media on YouTube and you will find all of my videos. And one last thing, make sure you check out Endurus.com. All of the products on there I have created and all of the proceeds along with all of the monetization I make from YouTube as well as from my Patreon supporters, it's all donated every single month to a different charity protecting and preserving our planet. So without any further delay, here is Cody Francis. All right, well, we are recording, and like I said in the intro, I am just really excited to have Cody Francis on the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I reached out to you because, uh, uh, well, a while back we connected on Instagram and just telling you about the fact that I use your music and um, basically... Cody uh, creates music and was using the uh, site Epidemic Sound to license it. And they are one of the sites I use to license music for my videos. And I just found Cody at some point and was my go-to artist um, with the trail running and everything I do. Just the music you make is, you know, a lot of it's acoustic or more uh, folk or, you know, things like that. And the lyrics, uh, I'm a, I'm a lyrics person. So mm-hmm. if the, if the song doesn't mean something to me at that moment, then it doesn't really work with the video. It really needs to be kind of in the place that I am at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was uh, just really cool to connect with you and to, uh, you know, I get people always asking, what's that song? Who's that artist? So uh, I'm always referring people over to uh, you on Spotify, but welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you. That that means a lot. I appreciate it. So. Yeah. Now you are in Utah. Yes. We are talking about that for a little bit before the show. Yeah. And um, I'll ask you some of the questions when we were catching up, but basically you are a full-time musician at this point? Yeah. So I, um, I've been doing this for about four years. So I started, um, doing it with epidemic sound and now I'm kind of just doing it on my own for a little bit. So seeing where it goes. Yeah. So, and, uh, you were saying primarily you're focused obviously with the pandemic and everything that's changed things, but you, um, kind of switched focus or, or I guess moved away a little bit from doing live performing and focused a lot now on producing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to, I have been producing for the, for the better part of the last four years. Um, part of that's because I moved, uh, to a different city, which doesn't have as big of a music scene as the one that I was in. Um, 
And so I figured, I'm like, well, I'm kind of away. There's not very many places that I want to go and try and perform at. So I might as well just kind of focus on producing, which is what I ultimately love doing. I think even more over performing live, but I still do want to perform live at some point. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was telling you at some point, I'm like, Hey, if you ever, if you're ever out in California performing, you got to let me know. Cause I want to come support. Yeah. That, I will. <laughs> now, uh, you write and produce, I mean, at least from the videos I've seen, uh, I mean, I know you do some collaborations, but you're pretty much producing all of the music, writing all of the lyrics, singing, uh, singing as well. Right. Yeah. So for almost everything that I did with epidemic, um, all of that was, yeah, I wrote it, produced it, recorded it, you know, everything. Um, they would mix it. And there were a few songs um, where other people had written it, um, and then they'd send it to me, and I would just sing vocals on it. So there's okay. a few of those out there. Um, but, yeah. Is it Beauty in the Mundane? That was with uh, that was a collab, right? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the ones where I just sang vocals. On that one. Okay. Yeah, that's so. one, one of my, that's, uh, I have a top seven list that we'll talk about, but that, that, that is one of the ones that is on there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. So. As the light startled our eyes, we let go of disguise. And now there's something in the sparkly shimmer on our skin restoring everything within oh, now as far as writing music and well let's go back i mean how did you did you start playing when you were really young and just keep expanding because I, I see you playing a bunch of different instruments so yeah yeah, so um, I started out pretty young playing the piano. Um, grew up taking piano lessons off and on. I would I would quit, then start them back up, then I would quit because, you know, I just hated practicing. That's typically how it goes, I <laughs> feel like, for, for most people. <laughs> yeah. So um, did that, um, and then I was probably about 15 or 16 when I picked up a guitar, um, and my dad just kind of had this chord sheet and I just kind of took that and started learning how to play chords and, and mostly self-taught on the guitar. Um, I took lessons for like maybe a couple months and then quit because I just hated what they were giving me to practice. And so, um, so yeah, I quit doing that and, and then just started playing what I wanted to play, teaching myself that way. Um, and so it was probably about 17 when I tried to write my first song. Um, and then that was, that was probably about it. And then I wouldn't say I started writing like again, seriously, or like completing full songs until I was about 21. And that's when I okay. like kind of got serious about writing and, um, yeah, started looking and dabbling and recording and, and all that. So, and I'm 29 now. So, for reference, right. so it's been a little cares. while. Yeah, so a little You've been bit. At it. Yeah, you're still young. You're still got <laughs> a lot of years yeah. younger than I am. <laughs> I'm 45. So okay, yeah, <laughs> still young. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I played piano as a kid, 
And then uh, same thing, didn't like practicing. And I think primarily I didn't like practicing because the music that we were playing was music out of a book that was, it wasn't modern music, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't things that you wanted to listen to. Mm -hmm. So I necessarily didn't want to play them. Right. Um, And my daughter's playing piano lessons or taking piano lessons now. And she's playing a little more modern music and things that, I mean, there's apps, right? There's Mm -hmm. uh now there's some of these apps that at least they're, you know, now that she's learning to read music, she can use some of these other apps that have the music in them, which uh, tends to hold her attention better and she's more willing to practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I played drums in high school and, and I'm trying, oh, nice. you know, it's all time management. I'm trying to learn to play the guitar. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. I bought a nice guitar and then I play, I try and my fingers get so sore that, and then I put it away and. And then I wait so long that I have to go through the whole finger soreness again. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you know, it's Build kind those of, calluses you know, up. What's kind of funny is like I haven't touched the guitar in a long time because I've been just like producing for a while. And so I'm going through the finger soreness right now. I started playing it again recently. And <laughs> so, yeah, I feel well, you that's on that. awesome. <laughs> so as far as writing music for you, do you um, – do you find something that just uh, strikes a chord and you take notes or, or do you sit down and it's like, you know, I'm going to write a song about this experience. I mean, how, how's it work for you usually? Yeah. You know, it's kind of been different a lot of the times, um, but usually like the most uh, usual way that it happens is I will be like playing on the guitar, um, have kind of a chord progression that I really like and um, just kind of start humming a melody, singing along to it, mumbling words. And um, usually, like, sometimes I'll have a concept in mind of what I want the overall song to be about, Um, but also many times where it's just playing around and then it just kind of comes out kind of like Mm -hmm. the subconscious kind of comes out of you, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it's different, but there have been also many times where it's like, I'll, I'll have listened to a song and I'll be like, I want to write a song that's like that. And um, so I'll kind of do that or it'll be inspired from like maybe a movie I saw or like, you know, could this song, I want to write a song that could be like, the end credits of a, of a movie or the intro credits or, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of different every time, but usually it's starts with just the guitar accord progression and just kind of messing around with the melody and something kind of emerges from that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, your music, you have a really, I mean, on Epidemic Sound, you have a large catalog just on there and it ranges from instrumentals from all types of uh, music, right? I mean, a lot of the ones I'm drawn to are more of you know, kind of that acoustic feel or that, you know, very yeah. nature-ish mm-hmm. feel. Um, and a lot of that is just because whether it's trail running or ocean swimming, whatever whatever it is, it, it tends to go really well with it. Mm. Um, and, you know, certain songs, instrumentals, like um, I think it's Mountain Air, that was one yeah. of my, I mean, that was, that's an older one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that beginning, it just, you know, it starts off really quiet and, um, you know, I'll have to link to some of these so people can hear them, but, um, and then it, you know, it builds and it's just one of those that are amazing for kind of that opening of nature or a drone shot or, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. 
that's that's funny that you mentioned that one. That one, uh, Mountain Air, was, I think, the second song that I did for Epidemic.、Um, and that was also the first time that I ever had a banjo and played a banjo. And that's kind of like the main instrument on it. Yeah.、Um, and so <laughs> that one was. Kind of tough because it was my first time ever playing a banjo. There's quite a bit of fiddling around with that one, but it turned out really beautiful and a lot of people seem to like it and resonate with it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is by whenever I hear it or it's in,、um, it's funny because when I download stuff, sometimes it ends up in my, well, Spotify, I've got playlists and things like that, and I'll just play. You know, and that'll just come on, and it's like I just stop because it's just it's it's just a really nice, you know, there's no lyrics, just nice, calm thing to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny too to think back on it because that I like look at like my production back then versus now, and like the songs that I'm producing now are sometimes are well over like a hundred tracks, you know, maybe 150 tracks per, per song, like when、which、it all、insane. goes, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I look back at that one, which, and that one's just five tracks, five different like tracks of instruments that are put into one song. And I'm like, that is crazy to me because it's, it's one of my most popular songs. And I'm like, it didn't take that much to do it. And yet, like, it's the most popular. And so, so it's, it's just, just、really、the simplicity, right? It's、yeah. simplicity and it, it touches a chord.、Um, yeah. And, and it is, it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of funny、Which、how that、cool. works. That's, that's crazy to think. A hundred. And I mean, when I edit a podcast and I have、uh, like five tracks, I'm already like, oh my God, I got to keep, you know, keeping、yeah. <laughs> track of these things. <laughs> Or when I create a video and, you know, multiple, I can't even imagine trying to keep track of 150 tracks and,、yeah. and get all of that going. That's insane. <laughs> it gets busy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I mentioned.、Um, You know, I will have to say, probably my one of my all time favorites is one of your more recent, or at least it was recent on、um, Epidemic Sound, was Running Circles.、Mm, yeah. And I was re- really curious、um, you know, what you would share about that song because that song came to me right as、um, we lost somebody in the triathlon community,、mm-hmm. um, someone close. And,、uh, It was just one of those songs that、um, I actually, there's a video with it in there. I'll have to share it with you. But、uh, yeah. yeah, it was, and to me, it resonated with like losing someone's life, right? But I, I wasn't,、yeah. you know, I didn't know, was it losing a relationship or what it, what it meant to you? I've been lying here for too long. I don't know what else to do. I want to get away from every little thing. Just to try to make it through. I've been thinking about my options, every detail in my head. But it doesn't really matter, nothing matters, so I cry instead. Nothing left. 
Yeah. Um, that one, that one was actually a pretty personal one as well. Um, it, it just kind of emulated, it, 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 it was drawing on a time in my life when I was struggling pretty bad, um, and just kind of down in the dumps and, you know, at one point didn't want to live anymore. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's kind of basically about someone contemplating suicide in a sense. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a dark one, but at the same time it was very meaningful. And, and that one's got an interesting history with the epidemic sound as well, because I had originally pitched it to them like earlier on in the, in my working with them. And uh, they turned it down because of how sad it was. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but then later on, they were looking for something kind of in that vein. And I was like, oh, this song might fit like in that genre. Um, so, yeah. it. Uh, yeah, when that came, I mean, it was, I mean, life's timing. But that song came and, yeah, just the 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 idea that, you put all of this effort and invested all of this into um, something it could be or someone or whatever it is. And, and that that's um, gone and this process of just like, and it's funny because at the same time I was dealing with um, and working, I work with a a mindset coach, you know, the, you know, whether it's to do with, um, you know, she teaches meditation and just overall mindset in regards to, and applies to everything in life. But a lot of times I, I, I seeked it out because of endurance events and mm-hmm. um, whether it's self-confidence going into an event or dealing with the pain during an event, um, you know, uh, not wanting to quit and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, one of the things I struggle with in today, even, you know, it could be anything, but you get this thought in your mind, whether it's something someone said to you or something that's happened or something I want to work on tomorrow. And it's just running in your head. Right. And it's just, it, it just takes over. You don't even realize it's there, but it's just constantly going on and on and on and on. You're just having this constant conversation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that I felt like that song really like targeted in on that, those mental cycles that occur or, you know, in your head. Definitely. And yeah, that's, that's kind of, um, that's the nail on the head. It it was my frustration of like, you know, you get into those states of like, I want to change this about myself and then you try and then you don't succeed. And then it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like repeating itself. And you're like, here I am, you know, running circles. It's just keeps happening over and over like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. And, um, yeah. So that, that was a big, uh, that was what it was about. So, yeah. It's so funny. Her name's Jess. One of the things she says is the, what you focus on expands. Mm. And it's funny how, when that's in your head, you know, uh, focusing on the negative, you're, you're really, you're giving energy to something that's going to expand whether you like it or not, because mm-hmm. you're, you're giving it that energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that song was, yeah, was definitely. right there. I mean, that was, that's an amazing song. So oh, that's definitely probably my number one, your saddest song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is yeah. the song that touches, uh, you know, closest to home and just the, the, my favorite. Mm. So it's one of those ones you, it's hard to listen to without even getting emotional. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like so. listening back to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a really, I always find that when, 
when there's a song that you listen to and regardless of how many times you listen to it or when you listen to it, it invokes that emotion, mm-hmm. right? It's able to come back, yeah. um, bring you back to a time or a place or an event, you know, that it's an amazing song. Right. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So, well, some of the other ones that uh, I'll just mention because I'm going to put them on the playlist um, was Rare Love. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. more of a, like an upbeat um, a love song, right? About that, you know, that rare love. And that's one that I've used multiple times. Um, mm. I don't know uh, if you have anything on that one at all. I would be up waiting for you if you had to leave. I would wait a lifetime if you were at sea. I just want to say that I feel that our love is real. Yeah, that one. Um, I was really proud of that one. It, it turned into one of my favorites. Um, I actually wasn't really happy with how the mix turned out, which probably doesn't matter to most people, but it did to me. <laughs> I would me. never know. Yeah, it did to me, and I was like kind of bummed because in my mind it ruined it for me a little bit. But um, I, I was really proud of how that one turned out. Um, and kind of that one just... As, as funny as it sounds, it's it was just kind of like, I just need to write a song, and that's what came out, and then I was really proud of it. And it wasn't really inspired by, like, anyone per se or, like, anything, but I kind of just drew on a general, like, experience of love, of what, you know, you would want love to be like, you know, kind of a relationship right. like that. And so, yeah, I guess kind of just that imagination of what it would truly be like. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, um, yeah, uh, that is a song I've used many times because it is, it is, uh, it's kind of got that happy, uplifting um, melody to it. So it goes really well with, um, for me, um, you know, a lot of times music like that is, uh, synchronized with cuts of video of, um, like I said, it could be trail running, it could be cycling, it could be whatever it is. Um, or it could be things I'm doing with, uh, my family, right. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of my videos intermix, basically it's me, balancing, uh, the training for these endurance events, um, career, family, right. Friends trying to balance all of these things while training, you know, working full time training 15 to 20 hours a week, you know, yeah. all of these other things. And it's funny, I started the channel just on a whim when I went to train for a hundred mile race. Um, it was the first hundred mile I was ever going to do. And some friends were like, Oh, you should shoot a um, documentary on it. And I recorded for a week. And after a week I realized 
there's no way in six months from now I'm going to take all of this footage and have any interest in trying to edit all of this <laughs> together. I mean, yeah. it's just so much, even in a week. Just And my goal wasn't just to carry a camera around and record me running because that is absolutely the most boring thing you can watch. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want to do is watch me work out for 10 minutes, right? So um, it became this thing of how do I integrate everything else besides the training, right? And the training mm -hmm. is this small part. And the training, you need that music to make it interesting, right? Because people are willing to watch me run a lot longer, right? 30 seconds a minute, whatever it is of these different clips. Um, if they enjoy the music they're listening to. Mm, yeah. And that's really what I find people, that's one of the things people have really been drawn to is, you know, the editing and the music and the, you know, the synchronizing and, you know, the people are really, I've always said you can have really crappy video, but audio is so important, especially when you have music that kind of, I think, touches people. Yeah. I, th I think I saw a thing like that where they did a test where they had like, they played like a really good video and audio recording and then they took a, like a really bad video, but the audio was good. And then they did the reverse where the video was bad or the audio was bad and the video was good. And most people preferred when it had like good audio and it was, yeah. It was yeah. Really I think you can imagine, um, your brain visually, you can, you can withstand that or you can imagine or not, you know, it, it, the video is not as big of a deal. But audio is just, it gets annoying, yeah. ultimately, right? Yeah. You can't imagine it sounding good. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's how it all started is I, I started doing these videos and they just, um, they really identify, uh, I think people identified kind of in my age group in that 25 to 50 that were... Um, basically going through the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting married, they have kids, they have a job, but they aren't in shape and they're trying, you know, how do they get in shape? How do they lose weight? How do they, um, so that journey, when I started the channel, I had, um, bought a house that basically tore down and was rebuilding. Mm -hmm. So I took a huge break and, you know, every single day I was working on this house, work all day. You know, I'd go there in the morning, then I'd go to work, then I'd come back there and it was like fast food, right? Just that's what I was eating. I yeah. gained like 20 pounds. I wasn't mm -hmm. you know, working out. It was one of the worst, you know, I was in terrible shape. So it's kind of the house was done. I was moved in. It's like, okay, I got to start. Now's the time to start the journey back to health. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, register and run this hundred mile race. And that's kind of my comeback. And so your music was right there at the beginning when I, when I started. And, um, so it was perfect. It worked out really well. That's really cool. Um, do you mind me asking? So I'm curious, like what, um, is it a mix? Do you play a mix of like indie folk acoustic stuff with maybe more like harder rock workout grunge like amp up kind of stuff or is it mostly just like the acoustic kind of chill stuff? No, no, it's every, everywhere. I find that, um, like a lot of your music, I identify more with nature mm -hmm. being outdoors. Yeah. So if I'm running, if I'm riding, it doesn't really matter, but if it's outdoor, I feel like your music, it, it just, because the music's beautiful and the outdoor scenes, you know, it works yeah. so well, gotcha. a lot of times when I'm, if I'm lifting weights or I'm on the trainer on the bike or whatever, it'll be anything from, um, more 
like hip hop, uh, pop, um, things like that. Um, it could be rock, yeah, things like that. Okay, um, you yeah. know, a lot of times it's 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 a more harder harder core music, I guess. You know, something like that. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I was gonna say, I was like, I feel like most people would use that, but I just I find it interesting that like the I just had never considered that like my music would be uh, useful for working out. Essentially, you know, it's like in my mind, the music that I make is more for like sitting on a couch, <laughs> kind of a thing. Right, right, right. So, well, when you yeah. take, I'll tell you, when you take someone running, whether it's me or you know swimming in the ocean, whatever, it, and you do it in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Or there's very cinematic views from a drone, things like that. Um, because running, uh, well, running, uh, cycling, swimming at, at at its in its best, it's extremely fluid, right? It's mm. effortless. It's fluid. It's that uh, you probably. I don't. I'm not sure if you if you do any running or anything like that. But it's it's that runner's high, right? It's in that place where. Um, it's just all flowing and mm. it's just perfect and it's effortless. And, and that, that's where I find a lot of your music. Just it, it, in my mind, it's what I want to hear when I'm seeing that type of effort. I mean, there's always a place for something faster and upbeat and, right. and, and, and that, and that happens. You know, I use that, you know, it depends on what I'm doing, especially if it's a long video, right? I, you know, I try yeah. and have a variety of, of music, right, but, right. um, yeah, and you know a lot of what I do even will have family events, right? Maybe it's a holiday, or maybe it's someone's birthday, or whatever. And there's some mix in there, um, or it's seeing someone you hadn't seen in a long time, um, things like that. It could be uh, you have there's a song, um, it's been so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one that is, you know, like top three. Uh, mm-hmm. And so hearing something about that would be interesting. But that that song to me is um, almost being in a state where you've checked out of a relationship or you've been out, you know, something uh, outside of whatever it was. You've you know lost touch with it. And, and it's like, you're coming home to it. You're finding it again. You're finding the joy in it. You're finding your, you know, the relationship is mending, whatever it is. Um, 
So I'm not sure where you where that song came from or, or what it really means, but I, I kind of identify with it in that way. Yeah, so that song, um, I think I had written that one before working with Epidemic, um, <clears throat> and I was really excited about that one and it it's kind of a it kind of turned into a same thing along the lines with rare love where the way that they mixed it i wasn't <laughs> happy with so <laughs> it's kind of one of those ones where i'm like dang it, it it had a lot of potential but i i mean i've i've come to realize that most people don't care about the mix and so like people like what they like so but like for my own personal satisfaction i was kind of upset with how it turned out but really proud of the song as it is you know for what it is um and yeah it was kind of inspired by i think in my mind i had um you know like someone in the military who's been away from a family their loved ones for so Mm -hmm. long and um just kind of having to be that far away from the ones that you love and and just, you know, that's what you would think in your head, you know, it's like, right. It's, it's been so long, but I'm, I'm going to come home soon till then, you know, yeah, I'm finally coming home. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Um, just that long distance relationship type of a thing. So, yeah, I can imagine, uh, that's exactly being, you know, away from family, being away for, yeah, the military, especially being deployed and being in, in a place, um, especially something like that. And then getting, you know, finally coming back home. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So is that a, how old is, is that an older song now? Yeah. I think that was, that was probably one of the. I want to say sixth or seventh songs that I did for Epidemic, maybe. Wow. Um, so yeah, it uh, it was either I think it may have been in 2018 is when I had written that, maybe before. Not not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you went on a, and maybe it was timing because I got started right around the time you were getting started. Mm. Uh, but I felt like I was doing weekly videos, so I was going to Epidemic and looking and it's like, um, I'm running out of new songs of yours to use. So I'm, I'm going to re- reuse one that people really liked or people commented on. And, you know, so I was reusing, mm-hmm. reusing. And then at some point, your production, the amount of songs that you had, you were just coming out with music. You know, I don't know how big the catalog is up there. I mean, I have it open, but I don't know how many are actually, I mean, it, I mean, some have instrumentals, but I feel like there's got to be close to um, 50 or 100 songs. I mean, it, there are so many. Yeah, I think I think there's around 50, 50 or 60. And then there's a bunch of, yeah, I, I think that might be including the instrumentals. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so. so now do you pick... Um, which songs you want to be I mean I know they have stems and you can pull songs apart and stuff like that I I never do that really Mm -hmm. but do you pick the songs you want to be instrumental or with Epidemic did they decide you know what this this one's great let's let's pull the vocals out and make an instrumental version yeah so they would um, assign me basically what it came down to is I was doing one full song like one full production song with vocals a month along with two instrumentals per month um, hmm. and 
So yeah, I think most, I don't think there was any of the ones that I did with vocals where they said, let's pull vocals out and we'll just make this instrumental. Although they do make instrumentals of all their songs. So like, you know, there is a vocal version and then an instrumental version, but. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that because I feel like some don't have that, but I, yeah, I definitely know, um, like it's been so long, there is the instrumental and then the, the vocal. Yeah. So typically they'll do that where they'll just pull the vocals out and release also an instrumental version as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of the time, like I was assigned to do like specifically, we want a vocal song and then also a couple instrumentals. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how that worked. Yeah. So when you collaborate with, um, with music on there, is it pretty much nowadays, is it all done remotely? You're doing your part right there in Utah and they're, they're doing their part, uh, somewhere else. Yeah. So everything, I think most of the people that I worked with were in Sweden based out of Sweden. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just all, you know, they'd send the files over, I record it, send it back and that was it. So Wow. Yeah. The, I, I don't even know how you say the artist's name. It's O-O-Y-Y. Oh, I think I know. Yeah. Who are you talking about? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. She, I think he's on the Beauty and the Mundane. Um, and he actually uh, operates under multiple, it's funny, he has like multiple um, names yeah. under his, you know, and I think it's almost based on the type of music he's making. Right. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I noticed, um, cause he's also one of these people that they're very more cinematic type of music, right. Mm-hmm. That, that they're good to edit to the beat to and yeah. things like that, whether it's like a, an opening coffee sequence or the unboxing of some product or, or whatnot. But I noticed that you, um, you did on that, on that one song, um, you had collaborated and I was like, oh man, the two, the, the two artists I always go to, um, you know, you actually had uh, a song together. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like in working with them, like you said, like they have different aliases. And so it was, I didn't really know who I was working with. And, um, so like until the song came out, I had no idea like who was going to be releasing it. I just knew I was working with some people in Sweden and, uh, yeah. And even then, like most of them didn't really have at the time, like an established Spotify profile, I believe. So like, I couldn't even really look them up to see what they had in the first place. I think most of their stuff was on just Epidemic exclusively, but since then they've released it on Spotify, I believe. Um, yeah. I feel like over time, more and more people are, uh, the music is coming on Spotify. Now, is that is it released on Spotify as as your music or does Epidemic Sound release it? So they release it, but it's it's under my name. So um, okay. yeah, it's under my artist profile. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wondered how that how that worked. Yeah. So now at this point, are you producing you're producing or releasing music that would be on Spotify that isn't going to be on Epidemic Sound? Correct. Yeah. So the last, I think, I want to say four four or five songs I've released have been just like my own like it's not uh through epidemic or anything like that and th- those ah. are all on Spotify so. so now I've got to see there's there's four or five songs you produce that I have not listened to because I've honestly <laughs> listened to everything in the epidemic library <laughs> oh yeah so now after this as soon as we're done I'm going to Spotify <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you I'll send you a list of the ones I didn't produce with uh, epidemic and yeah. uh 
and you can use them too. Like I, I would love if YouTubers would use any of them if they want to. Um, oh man. So yeah, it's, and it would be amazing. Yeah. I'd love to work with you on that or, 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 you know, stay in contact cause that's, yeah, you know, when you told me that before we started the show, you're like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm not doing epidemic." I was like, "Oh no, where are you going? I'll subscribe." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I I I love it when YouTubers use the music, and I don't know. I'm curious because the stuff that I have produced in the last the last like five songs that I've done haven't been the typical acoustic um, vibe. I guess you know, it's, cool. it's kind yeah. of been more no, like, awesome. like an indie pop. Uh, kind of a i don't know yeah indie pop indie i guess but i still am planning on doing like more acoustic and indie folk stuff in the future i've just been experimenting so yeah well that's awesome well no i will definitely uh and you know the funny thing is with epidemic um you know, I don't believe they require you to put any sort of credits in the music, right? Because you're licensing right. through them per se. Yeah. Um, but I always had this desire to list the artist, but especially if I, you know, if, if you're not on there, then I definitely want to push people to you on Spotify. That's mm. for sure. Yeah, I always so. appreciate it when when people link or list the artist, it, yeah. even though they don't have to. But yeah. Well, when I, uh, I haven't done one in a while and it's an often, it's a request I get often is, uh, when are you going to create a new Spotify playlist? Because mm. what I'll do is I'll make, I don't know, 10, 15 videos, and then I'll go back to all of that music I've used and find, you know, some music isn't necessarily music you just want to listen to. It just went well with the fact that the kids were decorating coloring eggs for Easter or whatnot, right? Right. But there there are gems in there. And I so I'll make these, um, like the CJ Media playlist, um, season one, season two. Mm. And I it's it's funny how that's an often requested thing. When are you going to create the next playlist with with music? So I which I love because I love that people watch a video because I do it all the time. Yeah. I watch a video and I hear a song in the background or it's an opening intro song and I'm immediately, it's like, how do I figure out what that song is? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like Shazam or whatever. How do I find out what that song is? So I love when people do the same. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Playlist curation is kind of like a, a pretty good side hustle that I know some people are doing where they get paid to create playlists and Holy moly. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> kind of a thing. So that's cool. Wow. There we go. Yeah. I have a new way. No. Well, well it's funny because everything I do, um, you know, I have a full-time job and all that. So um, my YouTube channel, um, I have a Patreon account, which people support the creative efforts and things like that. And then I created a brand called Endurus. And obviously the podcast is called The Endurus Project. Yeah. And really all it was, I created Endurus to be a way to kind of take all of the monetization that I was making from YouTube and then from Patreon and to under Endurus donate it to a different um, charity or nonprofit that's focused on protecting and preserving the planet. That's really cool. Those are the only, you know, whether it's Oceana, the Rainforest Trust, um, you know, National Parks Association, it, it has to be an organization protecting and conserving, you know, based conservation. So um, yeah. that's where all of the money that I make goes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah, it was just, you know, because it came, I, I'm never going to be 
a full-time YouTuber, right? That's just not, you know, <laughs> I have a shelf life. I'm 45 years old. People aren't going to want to watch me work out forever. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I think but you could do I it. I figured, what could I do? What could I create with this following that I, that and, and take that money and use it to, you know, to do something and uh, being health so involved with health and fitness, I didn't necessarily want to, you know, it might sound weird, but I didn't necessarily want to donate money to, um, you know, lung cancer or diseases, things like that, that could have been possibly avoided, right, mm -hmm. uh, with health and fitness, things like that. And, and gotcha. ultimately, what I'm really passionate about is the ocean I swim in, mm -hmm. the mountains I run in, and, and, you know, saving and protecting those places that are, you know, slowly and slowly, um, you know, disappearing or, or just being degraded. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I resonate with that a lot. I'm a, I'm a big outdoor guy myself. So I, I love hiking, um, and the national parks. I love going to visit those. And so it, it's kind of funny cause my buddy and I are constantly talking about like business ideas and like how we could somehow do a business that would contribute to those types of things like you know cool. that would you know a portion of the profits would go to you know yep. like the national parks foundation or something like that so that i think that's really cool that you do that yeah that was the last donation uh that actually just went out was for the national parks oh, that's um, awesome. association so nice. uh, um yeah. So it's just fun to do every month as well, right? To pick the, it, it's kind of hard, you know, it's like, okay, who, who am I doing this month? But, mm. you know, it, I also throw it out there and, you know, tell people to give me, tell me who you want, right? And and then I'll take uh, those recommendations and usually um, maybe I'll just do like a random pick or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've had a lot of people and I've actually just had a conversation last night up with a buddy who is very involved in the nonprofit world. That's mm -hmm. what he does, business development in that world. And the the discussion about taking Enduris, which is really uh, just a brand name that I've created under my, you know, the company that I, I do everything under. Mm -hmm. um, and actually formally, because right now I take the money I make and then I pass it through as a donation. But what I can't do is give that uh, tax write-off to the people that are donating. So uh -oh. ultimately taking Enduris and truly turning it into its own 501c, making its own nonprofit and picking a passion and growing it as its own um, uh, organization that actually has its own mission to protect the planet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, I, I want to do it. It's one of those things where you're always like, ah, oh, do I really want to take on another project? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it outside of music. Um, where, where do your passions lie? Um, where, you know, as far as activities, things like that, I see, I think I see a dumbbell back there, right in the back <laughs> corner of the picture. So obviously there's a little I bit know. of weightlifting happening. I meant to clean that up before I was like, oh crap, that's in the video, but I guess we're not doing video. Maybe we are. No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I've been trying to, I've actually had a, a shoulder injury for the last five years. So I've been like slowly working on that. So I'm trying to get back into uh, you know, exercising and, and all that stuff. But yeah, my main hobby uh, outside of music probably is, is hiking and, uh, just getting up into the mountains, um, taking my dog. I don't know if 
you can see it. Yeah, your dog will usually make it in Instagram or on some of your uh, YouTube videos. Somewhere right there. Yeah, he's he's a big part of the the life. So so yeah, anything I can do with him and uh, just getting out into the mountains and camping, that's that's what I love doing. And that and then video games. Video games are my other hobby, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your game of choice? I don't play video games anymore, yeah. but what's your game of choice? Um, there's this one called Rocket League. That's probably Rocket, my... I don't, even, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I don't even know what it is. What's <laughs> it, what, what is it? It's car soccer, essentially, is what it is. You, car you have soccer. a car and there's a soccer ball and you play car soccer. <laughs> and it's a pretty... It's it's actually an eSport I don't know if you know what an esport is, but it's yeah, like I do know what an esport yeah, is. Definitely, so it's like one of the top competitive esports. So it's it's really co- cool. I think so. Addicting. Yeah, <laughs> I played it way too much. So that's awesome. Is that played on a console on your PC? On I play on the PC. Yeah, on the PC. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I work um, as a career. I work in the pro AV industry, so um, mm. you know, esports has become a pretty big market for um, wanting to put video everywhere. So people that are attending an esport event can watch, you know, watch these tournaments. And I mean, it's amazing that it's turned into a. I mean, it's a full blown career for people. I mean, they're sponsored, yeah. living in houses, and I mean, it's it's it is amazing how far it's come. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is cool. So for you being in Utah, what is the, I mean, what is the closest, uh, or national park? What's your favorite national park? Ooh, I'd have to say, yeah, that's tough. I do like, I went to Glacier National Park last year and that was yes. really cool. Um, yes. but I, I think I'd have to say either Yosemite or, uh, what's the other one? It's. Um, gosh, Yellowstone. Yeah, sorry, the, yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. No, but Yellowstone is amazing um, for animal sighting. Yes, I love. I mean, just the amount of animals you can see the buffalo. Mm-hmm. That just it, it's amazing. But it's funny. Prior to last year, um, Glacier was not a park that really ever even registered to me as being this place to go. Mm-hmm. But out of all of the parks that I went to on that tour, right? I went to Crater Lake, um, we were at Zion, the Grand Teton, um, you know, all of Glacier, and we were at Yellowstone. Um, mm-hmm. Glacier by far was the most breathtaking. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And it's just expansive. Yeah. It's crazy. Once you get up on top, you know, whatever you drive up that sketchy side of the mountain oh my gosh yes (laughs) once you get up to the top though it's crazy how beautiful it is up there so yeah it's very cool i forget the name of the lake but you walk out on the glacier essentially um it's escaping me now and you get to this point where you can look down on on that lake um but i mean you're walking and there are um just i mean the sheep or right on the like the bighorn sheep and the the goats. Yeah. I mean, they're they're two feet away from you. They'll walk. Uh, I just sat down with my camera and it just walked right up to the lens and was like breathing on the lens. Oh, right, wow. and I'm like sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, what's it, it's going to ram me or something?" But <laughs> it's incredible uh, how close uh, those animals will come to you. Yeah, uh, that's so crazy. You got closer. I thought we got close, um, but you got a lot closer. It seems like. But yeah, the, the bighorn sheep were just like right there and it was crazy. Yeah, they, they're they on that road up to the glacier, right? Yep, 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And but on the on the trail to the glacier, it's the um, I think it. I'm trying to remember. It's it's they're white and they have kind of a more of a pointed horn. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's I did. Name escapes me. There's two different kinds. There was like the bighorn sheep and then that other one that you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Well, that one was the one. There was a group on the trail. They were just blocking the trail, right? Mm-hmm. And so everybody's just standing around and there weren't that many of us at that point. And I just kind of went off the side. There was a little rock and I was just sitting there um, taking photos and they decided to go around the people since people were standing on the trail. And yeah, they just walked right by me and just, he just came right up, right yeah. up to the camera. It's like, holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. There was, um, is, oh, is it a mountain goat? Is that what they're called? Or it is mountain goat. Yeah. That okay. is, yes, it's a mountain goat. Yeah. It's not a sheep. It's a mountain goat. So, um, there was a couple of them that were like, kind of started fighting, kind of like doing headbutts a little bit. And so yeah, that's cool. we were just like, all right, we're going to get out of here. Or <laughs> <But laughs> well, you see the babies, they've got these little babies yeah. that are just walking around with them. It's, it yeah. Is, it's, yeah, that is at this point, I would have to say Glacier is by far my, my favorite, favorite park. Um, Yellowstone was cool. Um, although, you know, I can only look at so many, um, you know, the, the sulfur, the smell, you go look yeah. at, you know, Old Faithful. And I mean, that, that's great. The, <laughs> but the animals for me at Yellowstone are, are what do it. But Glacier, the waterfalls and just, I mean, yeah. it's just uh, amazing. There was, there was one spot. I don't know if you got to go to it. You kind of had to hike into it, but um, it was this waterfall. And then, you know, you have like the glacial runoff river and there's like a kind of a bridge. And um you could like jump off the bridge into the water and cliff dive. Essentially, it wasn't terribly high, oh, but nice. but yeah, and you jump into the to the glacial water, and it was so cool. That was like my favorite thing that I did there at. Uh, that glacier. is awesome. Yeah. Well, that was one of my when I left on the trip. I said I'm going to get in to as many bodies of water that I possibly mm. can, and I think it ended up being like 18 different lakes or rivers that I got into. Um, Crater Lake being one of the coolest and coldest by far to cliff jump off into Crater Lake. And just, uh, I mean, it's just a, a hole that goes on forever and ever and ever, right? And you just yeah. see the cliff kind of going down the side into the water and that you hit that water and it, it just takes your breath away. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, but the same thing in Glacier, uh, you know, in Yellowstone, you couldn't really get in the water. Um, you know, at that yeah. time, there was some sort of um, algae or something oh. in the water. So uh, it was last year. You couldn't really get in the water, and it was COVID. Um, yeah. But Glacier, I mean, there's so many beautiful lakes there and so many um, uh, different spots with water, but the water is so, so cold. Yeah. Have you been to Banff? That's my next one. I have one. not. That's because, yeah, that that one basically it's like a continuation of Glacier just up into Canada, right. and I've right. I'm just like I want to go there so bad. Like so, yes, we beautiful. wanted to, but with the pandemic, getting across the border was oh, you know, right. an issue then, yeah. and that was that was the problem. And even up in uh, in Glacier, I believe. I believe it was Glacier, part of the park, which there's a huge Indian reservation portion of it. Mm. Um, um, I believe it was there, unless it was Yellowstone. I can't remember. But part of that was all closed, right, just because of the outbreak yeah. and, and things like that. Uh, but, no, I want to go. Banff, uh, here, it's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. It looks really, really pretty. So. I appreciate your time, and I, I truly do appreciate your music uh, so very much. So thank you for taking the time to come on and, and chat. And I mean, my, I just, I love introducing people to your music. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. It was fun to talk about some of those songs. I haven't really ever done kind of a interview like this where people have kind of, you know, dove into the specifics behind songs. So it's been really fun to kind of go through them. So, yeah, yeah it's cool. I mean, I, I tell you, I, when I, when I listen to your music, I listen to the lyrics and those songs that, yeah, touch that chord. Um, it's funny. It's almost regardless of what the music is that goes with it. Right. It's, it's mm -hmm. the lyrics have such a huge or such a huge part of it. Um, when you're, especially for me, when I'm tagging or when I'm editing a video, um, and what the emotions are of that portion of the video, the lyrics are important. Mm. I appreciate it, man. Well, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Well, cool. What I'm going to do is I will definitely, I'm going to create a Spotify list with, uh, the songs that I have used in the videos and things like that and share that. But I will also point people just directly to your Spotify. Cause I'm, I'm headed there next to see these songs that I haven't heard. <laughs> and, um, where can people, I know you, you make, you've been making some videos on YouTube because I've seen you've, you've, you've dabbled, you made some music videos, you've done some, um, fun stuff i mean what's the inspiration behind that yeah i've kind of always loved youtube um and i thought i wanted to be a youtuber but i think recently i've decided i don't think i want to be a youtuber <laughs> because of how much work goes into it and i'm like i'm already doing so much work with the songs it's like a double project when you add in video yeah so um so yeah i had i had dabbled i actually kind of took down some of the videos to try and make my channel more like cohesive brand wise um, okay so okay. yeah because you were kind of doing some um spoof fun stuff on there for a while yeah so i would do like bit like you know how-to videos of how to like remix a song and make it weird and kind of just right, right stuff like that and so i had done stuff like that but i think i ultimately just kind of want it to be like the place where i put my music for YouTube. And mm -hmm. if I ever do music videos for the songs that I am releasing on Spotify, that's where those will be. Um, and I do do like lyric videos um, with video as well. So it's kind of like cinematic lyric videos a little yeah, bit. Yeah, those are awesome. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'll be doing every time I release a song. I'll kind of be trying to put something up like that. So... Yeah, it's funny. Whenever I share a song, um, it's like, hey, you need to listen to this song. I'll go to YouTube and find it, right? Just because you don't know what music app they use, right? Are they right. on an iPhone, an Android, Spotify, iTunes Music, whatever it is. So YouTube is pretty universal. And I will go to YouTube. And if the artist does have a music video, usually I won't pick that. Mm. I will specifically pick the video with the lyrics over it because typically I'm sending the song because the lyrics mean something. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, makes sense. yeah, those are by far are the videos I share the most when I'm sharing music. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's oh. definitely, that's what I'm trying to do. Well, where so. can people find you on, um, wherever you would prefer to point people. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram is, is kind of my main platform where, you know, you'll see 
my day-to-day life if you care about that which probably most people don't but <laughs> um but my dog's <laughs> on there so you can see a cute yeah, dog it's important. yeah so uh that's at cody underscore francis underscore music um perfect and then spotify just search cody francis as well as youtube cody francis and uh perfect that's it well, I'll put all of that in the in the show notes as well, and uh, I will um, I'll connect with you after this just um, as uh, the best way to because I'd love to keep. I mean, obviously, I'll keep using the Epidemic Library, but anything you want uh, the, to possibly be used, especially if you're kind of moving into some other um, genres, right? It's kind of fun to see where else that music could fit into to what I'm doing. Yeah. That's the funnest part to yeah. me, right? I mean, <laughs> the best part of doing and the hardest part um, of making a video is music edit. Picking the song takes by far the longest of any, you know, it's a 10 minute video. Mm. Maybe there's four songs in there. Yeah. The, the hardest part, like the thing that takes the longest of not like putting clips in and editing and cutting and slowing them down and all of that type of time sinking stuff that that's tedious work. But by far the hardest part of every single video is finding the songs definitely yeah and i can go down a rabbit hole sometimes of and i just have to quit it's like <laughs> all right all right this song will do right but it's like the search i get into this the search for the ultimate song yeah. for every video yeah. and it's um it's <laughs> sometimes like nope this this will do just fine yeah sometimes you just have to be okay with something <laughs> Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Cody. I, I greatly appreciate it, man. And uh, I will uh, put out those playlists and I'll put uh, all of your contact information in the show notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Sounds good. I will see you later. Right. I know it's nothing new, but it's so good to see you. This every day, and I'm still so amazed by you. So hold me tight through the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just as two.